That's when I said, Hi! Oh, oh, no. What are you doing here? Lovely to see you too. I'm here to speak to Faye about something. Oh, see, could you just perhaps consider just not? Not today. I'm here to help. I know, I know, but I'm just not sure that she's going to be in the mood for your brand of helping, honey. Fortunate. Why are you here? To see Faye! She's been a bit elusive, hasn't she? I just wanted to try and catch her and see how she's doing. Oh, sec, it's been awful. She's been crying down her comms to her dad's at all hours. She's not been eating. She has been eating. How do you know? I took her food. When? When you weren't camping outside her door, blasting out breakup songs, Rai which I don't think were helpful in the slightest. It's cathartic. And I wasn't camping. And it wasn't just any breakup songs. It was specifically recovering one's self-esteem after finding out your partner has been cheating on you for half an orbit songs. It's an important distinction. I crafted it for her. Mm. What has she been doing with this plant? She's been going through it, Zale. Don't bring up the dying plant. <gasps> it's a metaphor. I... See, sex says it just needs watering. With face tears. No. Sex, I'm not going to spill anything on you. Don't be ridiculous. Your mother called the other day. Aren't you going to ask me which one? Maybe I already know. Zaylist. Fine. Logic dictates that it's not the one who is pretending I don't exist. That only leaves one other option. She wanted to know if you'd heard back about your exam. Who told them I had an exam? I dunno, but I bet he had a really winning smile and is very difficult to be mad at. You know why I- Oh. Hi. What? You. Different. Oh. My hair? I just dyed it. You definitely dyed some of it. Right. Let me see. I thought I smelled chemicals from your pot. And you didn't think to say anything? This is entirely fixable, Faye. I thought it looked okay. It, it does. It looks very... uh, bright. <laughs> Stop laughing! <laughs> Alright, get off it! It's just blue, sec. Seafoam! In places. It's... Nice. I never said that it wasn't nice. Just that it could be fixed. Enough, please. Stars. Did you miss us? Yeah. A lot, actually. Thank you for... 
letting me take some time off, though. I think I needed it. Are you sure you're ready? Yeah. I need a distraction, and clearly dyeing my hair isn't cutting it. <laughs> Correct. Ah! Good. I'm not going to use the Q word, but you have picked a good day to come back. I thought you might want to start by doing the letter for the patient you were bleeped to yesterday. It might be that we don't have any crawlings until later. Sure. And if you finish early, we can listen to my playlist and weigh the gully snot in the lab together. Ooh, what an offer. I'm here for you. I know. Usually just on the other side of my pod door. Well... I told him not to. Come on, leave Dr. Underwood alone. We'll see you for lunch after? Yeah, maybe. Takarai. Yes, boss, I'm moving. Call me if you need me. Will do. Move, Rai. Miss you already. Miss you too. Hi, you. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. I'm sorry for running out on you yesterday. After I'd cleaned up all the slime and stuff, I just wasn't in the right headspace to dictate the letter to. Galixie can be scary when she's mothering you. She also told me she'd explain my absence to Zale, and that was an offer I couldn't refuse. Zale? Yeah. Fine. No. She's been... Great, actually. Very level-headed and supportive. Stopped me from getting on the first Earthbound shuttle, so... <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> Should we get this done so we can help Zale if there's a 1300 hours rush? I'm fine. I'm fine. Date. Six three nine two. Wait, I've never done one of these in retrospect. Is it today's date or the date of the consultation? <laughs> Which one? Okay, so six three eight two two seven three two. Patient Rana. Ben, can you pull up the Narita alphabet? Hmm. Okay. It was that one. The upside-down, angular cloud. No, the even more pointy one. Yeah. And... I think they had that one with all the teeth. Mm-hmm. So, Rana, those symbols, Narita pod. Patient ID... Hang on, I wrote it down. 274 I'm surprised that this is the first Narita pod we've seen together. They're one of the most nomadic races in the galaxy. I expected to see more of them passing through the belt. <laughs> Maybe they are just better at looking after themselves. Um, it was a pleasure to meet the 1.5 Vestia-old Narita pod, Rana, in the clinic today. They attended for an egg check and some important immunizations for their ongoing travel. We started with the eggs. The history of the gap between our conversation and the first laying was as convoluted and confusing as the spiralling ripples in their shell. 
due to the nature of traveling through so many different time zones in space. Sec, do you want to add this up? Rana told me that the eggs were first laid on their first day on Hippocamp. They spent three souls there, then seven on Ganymede, 17 on Io, two on Ceres, and a third of an orbit back out on Themis. I know. I told them I'd just work it out from the appearance of the eggs. The laying itself had been uneventful. Well, no. The laying itself was medically uneventful. I don't know. It's so hard not to be a mammal about this. You have a point. Cerasaurs are probably the most dedicated parents in the galaxy and they're not mammals. Yeah, that's what I mean. Naritopods have this detachment to their offspring that is completely biologically appropriate for their kind, but bizarre to the rest of us sorry lot who have to deal with... attachments. Also, this is more of a human thing. Maybe even more of an earthen thing. But the... Uh, missing part of the egg production equation was one of Rana's clients. They work as a freelance interior designer and told me that they were in a meeting when the laying happened. The eggs came and it just felt right to fertilise them. I know. <laughs> you can't imagine that going down particularly well with HR. Uh, sorry, the letter. I prepped a tray with a thin layer of mucus aid at the bottom and Rana briefly disappeared into the warm gloom of their shell reappearing moments later with a gloopy mountain of eggs almost slipping out of their stubby orange arms. They, Rana, were quite small for a mature naritopod, but they produced an impressive amount of eggs nevertheless. Do you know what a frog looks like, Sec? I know you struggle with old earth animals. Frog. Bruh. Frog. I've always thought that naritopods kind of look like the front half of a frog, but with a shell, like some kind of snail that's really into abstract painting. Do you see what I mean? Obviously, a lot bigger. Rana's shell. Like, their decorations. Oh, um, it's kind of hard to remember them all, but let me think. The shell itself looked as though it couldn't decide whether to be red or orange, and the more you looked at it, the less certain you became. They had their name symbols on the lip of the shell, where it opened up. The most obvious decoration was a gaudy Callisto silk tapestry, stuck onto the posterior curve. I think they also had some embroidered patches and stone carvings from Pluto, and loads of those little metal animal trinkets from around Saturn, which jingled unpredictably as they moved. There were a few Martian logos I recognised. Oh, <laughs> and a metal badge in the shape of two cerasaurs touching cerebral appendages. It must have been from their recent trip to Ceres. It was a lot. They sounded like a wind chime in a moonquake as they fumbled around inside their shell to find the rest of their eggs. You know what they remind me of? The shell souvenirs. There was this trend when I was at medical school. People would take a year out before starting to go travelling. See the galaxy, you know? They'd come back with bags covered in embroidered flags from all the different planetary systems they'd visited. <sighs> I know. Neritopods kind of remind me of that. The whole life is one long gap year. <laughs> Sorry, I completely derailed that. So, so I take like two days off and this is what happens. Uh, we were talking about how Rana had a lot of eggs for me to assess, right? Right. 
On first estimation, there must have been at least a hundred eggs in the tray. It was immediately obvious that several of the eggs had undergone rupture, either inside the shell during Rana's travels or when they pulled them out. Uh, it was also clear that a small number of them had stopped growing for other reasons. The horrid grey fur encapsulating the non-viable eggs was visible even from my chair. I'm sorry, I told Rana. A thick glob of mucus dripped from the chair onto the floor. Nerisopods don't suffer falls and have this inbuilt reflex that produces their locomotive mucus to get them ready to dash if they feel threatened or annoyed. It was the silent equivalent of a loud tut. They cast a bright orange eye around the room. Where's your waste collection? They asked. I'll get rid of them. I assured Rana that we have specific protocols for biological waste. <laughs> I know. Imagine if Zale found out. Stars. Um... I assured Rana that we have specific protocols for biological waste, and I can confirm that this was followed to the letter for all non-viable eggs. I then proceeded to perform the standard series of egg assessment tests on the tray of squishy, helpless life forms. First was the float sink test. This is as technical as it sounds. With the obviously mangled eggs removed, I filled the tray with distilled water to loosen the synthetic mucus at the bottom. One should do this very carefully if they have a computer who's scarred from a previous incident in which no water was spilled on him. <laughs> this test... Hang on, I wrote this down too. This test revealed another eight eggs were already dead. These were removed as per protocol. Oh, um... I was taught that it's because the bacteria which cause the eggs to decay produce this uh, gas which builds up and makes them less dense than their living plum-sized counterparts, so they float. Following this, I performed the agitation test. I actually find this one the hardest to interpret, especially when there are so many eggs to look at at the same time. The agitation test examines the hermit reflex, which... cutest named reflex in the galaxy, right? Um, the hermit reflex, which is what keeps the eggs inside the parent neuritopod shell. When you tilt the tray in one direction, uh, the dark smudge in the middle of the egg should rock itself the other way to reduce the theoretical risk of slipping out of the shell that protects them. Who is that? Righty. Oh, can you decline it? It's okay, you'll bleep me if it's urgent. Where was I? Not at all, I just want to get this letter done. I'm not annoyed at him. How was I? Oh yeah, the agitation reflex. Um, the agitation reflex revealed another five eggs that weren't viable, but like I said, it's a difficult one to interpret. We proceeded to test the light reflexes. This is where the fetus turns its head, a cranial end, away from the light source, as though slipping inside its shell. Unfortunately for these kiddos, it kind of has the same effect as when a toddler closes their eyes and thinks you can't see them anymore. <laughs> I have an amazing video of... Never mind. The... um... Thanks. The light reflex wasn't present in three eggs, and at their age of development, this is strongly indicative of um, abnormalities that would be incompatible with life. 
I explained this to Rana and they blinked at me like I decided to recite the currency conversion between Io and Mars. So, we got rid of those eggs too. The Naritapod babies have another survival trick inside their transparent, jelly-coated globes. I think, with such ambivalent parents, it's probably evolutionarily necessary. This one is my favourite to test. The fetuses have an ability to camouflage by altering the pigment in their ectoderm layer. I tested this by projecting different blocks of colour from my comm screen and holding it under the glass bottom of the tray. The eggs responded briskly to cyan, marigold and magenta. Um, remind me of the IGM's advice on how long the test should be done for? Uh, see, I thought it was like 15 seconds, so I hedged my bets and passed all of the eggs. <laughs> there were definitely one or two that were a bit sluggish, but they all got there. Better to be too generous when the other option is the biological waste chute. Um... Sec, could you message him? Thanks. Oh, sorry, this is like milking a themite. Um... Uh, right. Finally, I proceeded to age the eggs. The basic development of the Naritapod goes from cellular pudding to a wormish, fish-like thing. Can't say that. Maybe you should write the whole thing. The expected development of an Aritapod larvae is as follows. Organised cellular matter, a... The classic long-tailed embryonic form, the formation of the front legs, which the larvae can use to swim about in the egg medium, and then the caudal um, tail end corkscrews around the rest of the body and ossifies to form the shell that the baby will call its first home. I looked at the procession of eggs under the magnifying lens by the examination bench and sorted them into a rough age order. This was a fairly lengthy process and... Are you joking? Sec... Shit. Hi, sorry, I... Do you want me to take his comms off him? Uh, no, sorry. I, I was just trying to concentrate. Is he okay? I can take over your shift. We managed before you got here. No, no, it's fine. Really. What did Rari want? To see if you're okay. I am okay. Of course you are. Sakurai can be... intense. When he cares about you. I'm gonna have to sift through gully snot with him, aren't I? Call me if you need me for anything other than that. Yeah. Honestly, the playlist is worse than the specimens. There's only so many times you can hear a singer tell you you're a bad bitch before it starts to lose its power. <laughs> well, I'll get him to send it your way then. Shall we... Agitation. No. Float sink. Agitation. Light. Camouflage. Age check. <clears throat> Though left with fewer eggs than at the start of the consultation, Rana opted not to keep the ones that were not at the expected developmental stage for their age. Which feels weird. I know, but trust me, it feels weird. It's completely normal. They would have just dropped them into some fresh water somewhere if not for the fact that their next stop was Earth, and the regulations for atmospheric entry are getting stricter by the orbit. Luckily, for my mammalian morals, 
Calixi came in with the vaccinations to give Rana and offered to take the eggs home to Vesta for a month or so before the full hatching. I get the impression that Calixi has a bit of uh, empty nest syndrome, you know. Empty nest syndrome? When all your offspring grow up and leave, or fly the nest. She has a lot of love to give, does Calixi. I think she was grateful for somewhere to put it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the most nomadic race in the galaxy isn't the best fit for that need, but... Hey, maybe one or two of them will stick around. Ugh, sorry. Thinking about abandoned babies doesn't really do it for my mood. Uh, yeah, it was part of the reason I left so fast. That and Rana's ill-timed pop quiz about what Earth people are like and how the community seem so vivid and interesting and how beautiful it seems from the brochures and how they were almost disappointed that I was from Earth because they were so excited to meet a real human and thought it would be better on the planet itself. I'm not crying. I'm fine. Stars, this is the bittiest letter ever. I hope you've been keeping track. Yes, we can do this. Rana returned the acceptable eggs to their shell, and the remaining living eggs are to be fostered, with Rana's permission, by the clinic's nurse, Calixi. Rana also requested the following vaccines for their ongoing travel to Earth. FE3, ATV, STIV, and BIV. I will attach the vaccination certificate and forward a copy to the Earthen Border Regulatory Council as proof of their vaccine status when they arrive. Or rather, the dashing and ever-helpful computer will, because he is the best and he really wants this shit show to be over. Thank you. I wish Rana all the best with their ongoing travels and... No. I wish Rana and their offspring all the best with their ongoing travels. I would be delighted to review them again in the future if they require it. Ugh, right. Done. I'm officially back. I am fine. Please stop asking. This was a bit close to the bone yesterday. It... I felt backed into a corner by all of Rana's questions, but... I'm really getting there. I feel better for getting out of my pod. I think as long as Nick herself doesn't walk through the door, which, let's be real, he's had plenty of opportunity to do that if she was going to. I'm going to be okay. Right, I'm going to grab like 10 pairs of gloves and mentally prepare myself for Riley's rendition of Independent Sapiens. (laughs) Oh, two days off. That's all it takes to get out of practice. Signed, Dr. Faye Underwood, The Vesta Clinic. This episode of The Vesta Clinic was created by AMC. It starred AMC as Faye Underwood, Cayman Cooley-Green as Dakarai Solari, Ruby Campbell as Zayla Stadra, and Sek as himself. Music by AMC and Ruby Campbell. Please check out our show notes for content warnings, transcripts, and your prescription of as many mutagens as you need. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help the show reach more ears, please tell someone who loves podcasts to check into the Vesta Clinic. You can also follow us on your social media of choice at at Vesta Clinic Pod. We'd love to see you there.